So the voice of John will be played by me. Welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime, and this week it's our special 200th episode. What a wild ride we've had over the past four years to get here. Just think, back in 2021, we were nobodies, and now look at us, how far we've come. In today's episode, we'll be looking back over the last 100 episodes and how we became the only respected and beloved voice on anime in this world. So guys, where do we start? Well, I think we really noticed our boom into popularity after episode 137, How I Franked Your Mother, which was our deep dive into hentai watching. Jeff's astute observation on how the main protagonist in Bible Blast Transformation over the series is in line with how Franks utilised its instrumentality caused a stir in the anime community. And the discussion of whether it is, in actual fact, art has meant that it is our most listened to episode today. Sorry I'm late, I had to shake off all my clawing fans. It's hard when you're me, I'm so damn popular. I bet you're regretting the monkey's paw episode then. What? Why would I think that? That's our best day, our best today, episode... 154, the one about the monkey paw. Yep, cheers AndyBot3000. I must say, your usefulness has finally paid off. When you told me that you'll ascend and become part of the machine, I thought that this would be the end of the podcast. But no, you've become more and more beneficial. When was that again? Episode 154, the one about the monkey porn. You wish for me to have ultimate anime knowledge. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that, bud. No need to apologise, my fleshy friend. Now I am the internet. I can get all the only fans I want without paying a thing. <laughs> and of course, who can forget episode 189, where we held a fitting and, I would say, beautiful tribute to our dearly departed friend, Jeff. Uh, I'm not dead. But he had to die, sadly. No, really, I'm, I'm not dead. Yeah, we had that national vote, remember? Whether to kill Jeff off or not, for the good of the nation? Results were conclusive. 3.329.5 million for what for, one against. God, even my family voted against me. There's some heavy Baki shit right here. You can almost hear him right now spouting some inane shit about Baki the Grappler or JoJo's or something. That's why he had to go. His anime's tastes were too poor, he sunk too low. I remember the day clearly. We knew the fuck out of Canada. It was our only option. Hey guys, I survived, even with the heavy radiation sickness. It, it, was, it was beautiful. All 51 states could finally agree on something. And we were worried, when only three months prior, England got sanctioned as our 31st state, that we wouldn't have such a strong sense of unity. There might be a Jeffite still lurking within those British Isles. Thanks, Brexit! Without you, we wouldn't be able to oust those Jeffites to Canada or prove the necessary funding to shred rockets onto our east coast and blast England across the North Atlantic Ocean. And now here we are, perfectly attached to the bottom of Florida. Finally a reason to go to Blackpool. Hello, <laughs> 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 oh, Duncan. You are a riot. But that day was indeed special. I remember the whole of the world glowed a most beautiful unifying green, and we all got married to hot space people. I, I do. I got married twice. Jeff would have liked that, bless his soul. Still fucking here. I can hear this shit right now, you know. It really was the worst. 
Fuck you. Fuck you. I can't. You can't hear me. Right. I'm done. I'm done. Fuck off. I hope you suffer a slow and painful death. Right, guys. That's all we have time for today. Join us next episode, 201, where we talk about Evangelion 5.0. I can't stop this hellscape of a series. Hello and welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton, and with me today is Andy. Hello, welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm not your host, Andy, and with me today is Duncan. Hello. Please don't continue this bit. Thank you. Thank you, Duncan. Good man. Good oh, man. no, you better continue the bit. Well, Ben's voice has just gone really here on Here on ways that we can triple the length of our podcast for no fucking reason. Jeff. Hi, Jeff's also here. Yellow. We're not scrapping this um, because we're veterans. Yeah. This is officially, this is officially formally our hundredth episode. Now, if you go back and count the number of podcasts we've released, including fifteen point five and our in betweens, we are on episode one hundred and twenty six. Um, but that's fake news. This is our real hundredth episode, and so we're going to kind of celebrate the the past and future of this stupid unfunny podcast that we've been doing for <laughs> have been doing for over half a decade so uh yeah the beginning of this podcast was when we were all members of the idle thumbs forums uh we had an anime thread that we were all very active in and on march 4th 2015 a someone sent me a message through the forums messaging system saying that uh we should start an online anime club roundtable <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I, I do have a way of, of adding far too many words to say a simple thing, don't I? I'll, I'll just just read it verbatim and, and just for that hit of, of how we were those many years ago. So I actually didn't know this. This is a first for me. Okay, so yeah, indeed. <laughs> Andy's finding out the secret history of the podcast. So... <laughs> Procopius style. The whole idea of trying to get some sort of anime thread podcast or just online anime club roundtable has come bubbling back into my brain again. We've got some great, well-informed and reasonably varied viewpoints floating around, and I'd like to hear more of them. The forum's great, but it's often hard to get into any sort of depth conversation for any particular show, creator or genre, or to maintain it because the conversation gets lost in a general, ooh, new episode of X, which I'm very much guilty of as as anyone. Anyway, to be frank, you're the only person in the anime thread with enough posts to his name and who shows an inclination to attempt more in-depth stuff in the form of you and your friend's blog you've linked a few times, who, if they said, I'm going to try and put this together, who wants in? would be the one people who would most likely respond to. So I don't know if once your academic schedule cools down a bit and you want to, any help with the setting up of the admin signed and production kind of things, I'd be more than glad to help. And if not, no harm done. <laughs> so, I don't know about you, Andy, but I'm feeling kind of called out. And I... Well, first off, the academic schedule thing is clear because it's another three and a half years before I finish my dissertation. <laughs> um, and I also definitely kind of blew you off in, in my response, which I will not read because I'm... I am... <laughs> no, no I, I'm more laconic than Duncan, but, not, but much less uh, courtly and polite. So yeah, so about a month later, um, I put together a thread... Uh, we did some planning and we did some recording on April 12th, 2015. And then after Man, that <laughs> over a month edit. and a half of editing, God. Yeah, Dear God. we released it on on May 27th, 2015. Which, if you look at the website that we currently have now, 
is not the release date that uh, we said we had because we had to upload all those. We originally uploaded them to SoundCloud, and then once it was revealed that it would be expensive to host all of our podcasts on SoundCloud um, while still having a back catalog, we moved it to John's uh, website server, and the rest is more or less history, although it took us uh, 13 episodes to start having a regular schedule and not just like once every six months recording a podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, for the rest of this podcast, we are going to be talking, going to have a couple games, or maybe just one game, if one of them turns out to be crap. Uh, We're going to talk about (laughs) our feelings about anime and how they relate to the podcast, and that's about it. Next episode, we'll be going back to... (laughs) An omnibus uh, season ender, much delayed, and season opener, mm. also much delayed. Uh, but for now, we're gonna we're gonna be gazing uh, into the past and at our navels, looking at our past navels. Okay, we have some serious questions after that that ribald piece of wittery from our uh, resident uh, jocular punster. fellow Andy. <laughs> yes, our personal punster. But uh, yeah, let's look back on this podcast and on ourselves. Yeah, so I thought it'd be interesting to look and see how our relationship with anime has evolved over these hundred episodes or so. And like, what are like sticks in our minds? What moments and what's anime in particular? Uh, We obviously did our anime of the decade show, but what anime... would you have never watched if we hadn't been on this po- podcast? Like, there's uh, there's dozens for me, and maybe I'll I'll kick this off with that because I think maybe the the one anime which I would have never watched in like a thousand years, but did because of this podcast was Kimono Friends, and <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> profoundly am grateful for for that because I think. I have a tendency to be a snobby git at times to go look down my nose at, at, at things and go, nah, that, 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 that was like cheap shit. I ain't watching that. But Kimono Friends is actually kind of great. And I, I mean that 100% sincerely in, in that it's, you can read it as a piece of outsider art. You can read, read it as just cute girls doing cute things and anywhere in between. And in all these shows we've talked about, so few of them can truly be talked about as as the work of an auteur someone who's just like basically working on his own but uh tatsuki the uh director animator pretty much everything of that series was not quite a one-man band but he wasn't far off and yeah. it's i ended up watching the whole thing coming up with wild theories about it then moving on to his his follow up which got put on to Amazon Prime which was her Kemu Kemu Rikusa which I I struggle to say but it's probably better cuz it's uh it's it's literal translation was smokeweed which was was <laughs> which led to a lot of uh very uh silly jokes about it but I think the way anime served to us has really changed over the time we've been watching this. And this was something I think even at the start of when we're doing this, this wouldn't have been licensed anywhere. Inconceivable, I would say, honestly. Um, and it's, it's so, I think like nowadays people will talk about Netflix jail, about things being stuck in behind a, a 
Netflix for a, a month or two. When we started doing this, I think it was not unusual for the like two or three of the shows you were interested in every season just not to be licensed and to have no official sub subs for them and to just wait wait fingers crossed that a subgroup would pick them up now everything's simulcast or day after and it's and i think that's probably for the best although part of me is kind of nostalgic for the the sort of things which brought us together like the the that like that original idle thumbs forums f- thread is something which just wouldn't exist these days not just because forums don't exist but because <laughs> People really were sort of curating their own anime intake at that time. We were everyone was like, okay, I don't really know what's out there. I'll, I'll just sort of fish around. I'll try and find someone who's talking about it interestingly, and I'll, I'll pick yeah. something up. Whereas now we've just got this massive glut of things available to us, and I don't know. It's, it's I think people must form their their tastes hugely different these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now nowadays we're drinking from a fire hose. Even me, who watches, I think, the least airing anime of anybody except Andy, who doesn't really watch anime anymore, it seems like. Only partly true. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I, I still watch like five or six new shows a season, and that's out of like 80 shows that are airing, it seems like. Um, but it used to be that like... I would watch a show because I'd hear someone talking about it and I would go have you'd have to proactively go mm. download it or if you were um, more principled, go out there and buy it. <laughs> and um, and that would be I mean, in the Genion Pioneer days, that would be an incredibly expensive proposition because box sets cost one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty dollars each. Um, and so watching it go from a largely pirating culture sustained um, by massive money outlays to like cheap box sets under the Funimation model um, to the streaming model, which still has a parallel uh, physical release format, um, but that tastes are largely driven just by what's available and what services you're subscribed to is really different. Um, and I feel sometimes like a dinosaur because I'm, I'm the person who's stub- stubbornly watching in parallel anime from the, from the late nineties or early two thousands in, in addition to watching Jahi Sama, which I will dump all over next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh. Yeah, I I would say though that I, I I do think that still think the way that people get their anime tastes and recommendations is still very much the same. It's still friends and what people are saying online and what is is the most popular. Like that's certainly how I sort of get a glimpse of what is interesting and what is important right now. Yeah, I. They, they really haven't figured out how to advertise anime anyway. We're not that much farther from the, like, what is anime thing that I make a reference to every single episode. Like, when I'm watching something on Crunchyroll and I get advertised, like, Isekai Cheat Magician, and it just looks awful. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I have no idea how anyone could watch this and then be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch this extremely boring looking anime about a guy who's just, like, doing magic. Fuck yeah. That's, like, nothing I've ever seen. I can't, I don't, I don't think that, Besides othering anime as like weird foreign bullshit, I don't think American anglophone companies still really know how to like how to market anime. Like even when it's Demon's uh, Demon Slayer, they're just like it's super popular in Japan, so you should probably watch it. Which yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think now that they've got like uh, like a stakeholders and people with money behind it, they've got to try and prove that they are selling to a mass market. But really, 
the market is closed. The market is the market, and it's not going to change because unless you're like a teenager with like no social life or friends. Sorry, everybody. Um, but that was definitely, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that episode. I liked that show. That's yeah, uh, that's Watermelon. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I enjoyed um, it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's about it, me. It's comedy, it? comedy, <laughs> sound, comedy, although it's not really. Um, but like, uh, yeah. Stay t- stay tuned for that too, fans. <laughs> My point is, is that it's hard to, it's hard to sort of sell this shit to a Western audience because their minds have already been set up by, I mean, we joked about hentai in that feature, but hentai and, you know, covered mass media being like, anime is weird. They, they all love it in schools. And why is it always in schools? And why are they always like wearing nothing and all this kind of shit? And you're like, I, I can't fault that. Can't fault it at all. They're completely valid points. But if you can get see past that, then you've got <laughs> some good shit in store. It, it's just it's just the way anime is. The anime community has always been more than a little self-deprecating. Even when we've looked back at things like Abenobashi, where the, even the creators are, are slightly self-flagellating. Um, but I do think, like, when you look at anime YouTube and you look who's, like what 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 is the algorithm deign to be successful it's kind of of people who don't really want to do much more than laugh at themselves and at the the worst excesses and sometimes that's amusing it's it's like we do it as uh, it's as well but i do think one of the things i've been grateful for for this is that for Every moment where we are happy to completely lay into something, we there's another moment where someone is prepared to just earnestly advocate for something, and and like that's still what I I really like in in my media. Someone just expressing why they love a particular show and not being kind of second guessing in why they do that or. Or having to be like I don't know, it's 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 like I think there's too much cringe about anime. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah like the worst people imaginable are the ones who are like unreservably boosters yeah. of anime who get defensive or try and like deflect any kind of of like you know who who will like earnestly say, actually she's a ten thousand year old dragon. <laughs> this is not a problem. <laughs> You know, that's that's one of the biggest things about anime is that if you try and engage it in a way that is not, you know, extremely critical, it is you you are going to go down a dark path and the world as it is built is not really designed to promote art that is intended to be indigested with a gigantic grain of salt. And if you can find a way to do it, it is very enjoyable. But if you try and just, you know, watch it like the latest Marvel movie where everything, you know, you can trust that everything has been shaved down. Nothing will be challenging. Nothing will be, you know, will go against any of the core values of your society. And then you can forget about it. Whereas anime will just. It'll 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 really twist a knife if you aren't ready for it. Mm. (laughs) I think. I think that you definitely hit on something on on there, Jeff, about how unpolished a lot of anime is compared to Western media. I was want I want to say that like you know me saying like oh it's it challenges it's it's not that it like challenges the preconceptions of the bad things about society. It's that it is like 
we're going to have a, a, a show about nice kids getting along. And also we're going to have extended scenes in a girl's changing room for no good reason. You're just going to have to look past that. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I would also like to say, like, going back to Kamano Friends real quick, I'm glad that you enjoyed it so much. I certainly did love the first season. Um, but that, I feel, is also just like a really great example of a show and, and a, a group of talented uh, people like making a product and really trying their hardest it's like the ultimate anime cliche of mm. of trying hard and and, the, yeah, and, and <laughs> somehow their their hard work and ambition will show through <laughs> and prevail given all their adversity and i think kimono friends is a perfect example of that and it, it is it is a good show the first season is absolute like incredibly touching and, and well done and funny and really great even though it's surrounded by a really base, dumb thing of cute girls as like reimagination of animals, I, I absolutely loved it. So I'm glad that you enjoyed that, man. Yeah, cool. If I can go ahead and answer that question of something that I watched that I wouldn't have watched otherwise, this was a surprise that I put together um, for everybody, but particularly for Duncan, uh, because over the past three <laughs> weeks, I've watched Review Starlight. Uh, <laughs> and um, I have to... I have... <laughs> Excellent use of a visual me- of a of an auditory medium, Duncan. Uh, t- so uh, I I adored Review Starlight. Uh, I was initially very concerned with the first couple of episodes that was going to come on our hundredth podcast episode, and tell you that one of your favorite anime is it's fine. It's not great, even though I was glad to have watched it. Um, but once the show begins to introduce these other characters, the overall plot finds its footing. It becomes something that I think is actually really special. Um, I especially liked that I could see your tastes so clearly in it, uh, like the sub Ikuhara formalism. And yeah, the, the director, uh, Furukawa, uh, worked under Ikuhara on Penguin Drum and Yurikuma Arashi. Um, but yeah, it's equal parts Rangay's mechanized platform from Oren High School Host Club, the nerve door locks from Evangelion, <laughs> and, uh, Pat Labor control systems from, uh, Pat Labor. It's a show where you where you are just begged on hands and knees to pick a best girl and cheer her on, even though you know that she's probably not going to win. It's a buffet of two flavors of Ojo Sama, two flavors of class rep, two flavors of Genki girl, a girl nicknamed Banana. Uh, I don't know. I, I sound like I'm gushing, probably. I had a lot of fun. And I don't know why I was so stubborn about this anime, except that I'm me and I have a list and you don't you don't get to skip places in the list. And it's also good to know that even if I didn't have all these connotations from the podcast um, that really enhanced my experience of watching it, I would have still gotten an anime that does a lot of what I think Madoka is trying to do. Um, but I hate Madoka, and this one doesn't have Madoka's uh, Gen, mm. Gen Urobochi-fueled cruelty and twistiness. It's just nice on its own. I, I really liked it. Um, I think it's wonderful. I can't believe that they're making a movie sequel, but uh, they are. And I yeah. am going to watch that. Good Maybe stuff. Maybe do a tween on it. So yeah. No, I've, I've always secretly liked Madoka. Go fuck yourself, Ben. I, I've been, I've been her- <laughs> heralding this for 100 episodes. But I love Madoka. I think it's great. <laughs> it's just it's just so, it's so like, what if life sucked if you were a magical girl? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, and it's like, what if it really sucked? What if you were being lied to? And I'm like, okay, so, but what else? And like, what if there was a time loop? And that sucks too. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. But I, I enjoy. It. I, I get I, it. I get it. It's why I'm not watching Psychopaths because I don't want to read his. He wrote the script for that too. I don't want to read Urobochi's 
script for that either. I liked how Danganronpa did the cute but creepy thing very well. I I thought that it was Fair. insane to that. And what you guys didn't see is is uh, is is Ben roll his eyes when I said Danganronpa, um, because he also strangely <laughs> believe in that show. I rose, I rolled, rose, rolled my eyes and raised my glass. <laughs> I would say so. Um. Uh, but going to stuff that I wouldn't have watched, probably I would never have watched Dallas. Um, talking about one of our old, old, old episodes. Yeah, very I never fair. watched Dalla or, or really any sort of mecha anime beyond Evangelion. Um, so again, I, I guess I've got to thank Ben for that. Like, uh, he, he's been a big proprietary of mecha anime longer than I know, and, and I, I wouldn't have given it the time or day if it wasn't for him. Uh, I would have just been stuck on cute girls doing cute things. <laughs> And the funny thing is, I don't even consider myself a mecha guy. I think of myself as very mecha skeptical. It's just that if you want to watch sci-fi anime, you have like a limited pool of non-robot sci-fi in anime, and then you have to watch, start watching giant yeah. robots to some extent or another. Otherwise, you're shit I mean, out of luck. It feels, it feels at some point you have to watch giant robots smack the shit out of each other. But like, yeah, it, it, it's a weird like... Thing. Also, same with like Pat Labor. I wouldn't have watched Pat Labor too. I wouldn't have watched. I wouldn't have watched so much old shit if it wasn't for this podcast. It was. It was. It was very nice to to revisit Pat Labor. It's. Yeah. It's just such a a show which has these visual techniques which just don't exist anymore. And when we've revisited older shows like that or Dallas, I've been. It's been really interesting just seeing the old cell animation and things like backlighting. Yeah, like so. I, I mean, my my indoctrination into older shit is also getting stranger as i'm also currently watching card captor sakura as that is now on crunch um oh cool oh, speaking of speaking of magical girls <laughs> who suffer um so you know you're right like that there is a beauty in the hand-drawn animation styles i always thought that and i still believe there is magic in that, um, which we'll just never see again but even even in shows like dallas i didn't hate one thing I'll say well, quickly on mech anime is that I probably you wouldn't have gone back and uh, watched uh, the uh, Gundam stuff I, I have if, if Jeff hadn't been occasionally just like sneaking in, in, enticing comments of it into chat or like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, Gundam, hmm, maybe, maybe Gundam. <laughs> Jeff, uh, what about you? What, what would you have not watched? I... I mean, being the boomerist, like, anime viewer on this show, like, I had always just kind of, like, watched anime, like, completely non-critically. Uh, I had also watched and enjoyed Madoka when it came out, like, and, like, you know, I I enjoyed it. I didn't think, I didn't think twice about it after that. I think, like, and I also just, like, never wanted to engage in any kind of, like, rom-com thing. And, you know, I had really? sort of, like, a... Like a dumb, Man. like macho <laughs> sort of like pride is like oh, I've never watched any of those high school shows <laughs> where people are in love. That stuff is bullshit. And love is only for the other man in the robot. So <laughs> <laughs> other and... man in the robot, you're fighting. And then you know, like being on the show and like you know <laughs> watching it with the with the idea that I will then have to talk about it later. Sort of largely changed the way that I watch anime. And broke my brain, as you've probably observed over the last few years. Uh, I mean, like, I, I I had watched the first couple of episodes of Bakamonogatari, like, you know, when it was relatively new, I didn't really get it. And then I just Bounced kind of, off like, of it like a reasonable person. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but this time it was like, oh, I'm going to be like talking about it. And 
it forced me to, you know, consider what was going on in it. And that just sort of like cracked something open in my skull. And yeah, you know, like I never would have watched Lovely Complex. I never would have watched Girls of Panzer. Like another, the other <laughs> thing I was like, oh, I've never watched any of this Moe bullshit because, you know, largely like you were saying earlier, you know, my like largely my taste in anime was curated by like, you know, a couple of podcasts that I listened to, a couple of, you know, proto Twitter, like blogs and stuff where it was like, here's the cool manly stuff. Here's the old stuff. And I still like enjoy a lot of those old things. Like I still have a lot of affection for like fist of the North star. And I know you guys do not understand that. <laughs> I mean, still... I get it. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is and a like... form of not understanding. <laughs> and I am going to talk an ain't shit about Baki in this episode. <laughs> Because some new stuff came out on Netflix. Oh, jeez. But, yeah, it's largely just, like, it's, you know, it's made me, you know, watch it in a way that's a lot more critical than I never would have in the future, and that's in the past. And it's just sort of, like, it's allowed me to appreciate and understand a lot of stuff that I just kind of shooed away in earlier years. Because I've been watching this shit since I was, like, you know, 14, 15, like, in the 90s. And... You know, it's taken this long for me to actually sort of like appreciate it as something more than just like a weird novelty. Yeah, and I'm not surprised that like having an anti moa anti moe attitude is was natural. Um, yeah, five, five seven years ago, because like when Kaon came out and became super popular, like the consensus online was that this was cancer that would kill anime, and they just wouldn't make <laughs> any cool shows about cool dudes anymore. It would only be like girls, clumsy girls eating cake in between doing whatever the topic of the anime uh was <laughs> and like i always embraced it because like i don't know i like kill annie they are good at their job but uh but it is like a toxicity um part of the am- anime's ambient toxicity and ambient like crypto misogyny often not so crypto misogyny um that i think it, you kind of have to like get over yourself with um, but it's hard to get yeah. over because if you go if you go out and tweet it out there, um, the people who come to your to your Twitter thread are probably going to be crapping on it. Um, but in this in this safe space, this this podcast, uh, we can fully indulge in watching Rent a Girlfriend <laughs> or whatever and get fan mail about it. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I, I will think... say, though, that I have bounced off Lucky Star Bye. three or four <laughs> times now. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to enjoy that show. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, for all this good credit we're giving to each other, there are some things which I th- think I have to to almost uh, label another member of the cast as an enabler. And I'm looking at you, Ben, when I say this, because I, I, I don't think I would have kept watch, watching the various and distinctly varying in quality franchises of Railgun slash Index if it hadn't been for having someone to grouch to about it. I think for a while we were just on a, a a consecutive streak of episodes where it was just this either praising or just completely trashing various installments of it. And it would usually be the same complaints of, I hate this guy. Why is this person here? This guy's got a bullshit power. And when will it end? And then... Ah, Toma. <laughs> ah, the good times. Uh, no, so like actually to switch to a different question about like our favorite moments in the podcast, going back to Jeff talking about the Monogatari series is like my serious answer is that um, 
our Monogatari rewatch in the tweens and our Utena rewatch. I'm extremely proud of the work that we did there, um, especially the later Monogatari episodes and the Black Rose Saga um, covering uh, uh, tweens. Uh, I'm really glad that we did those and that I consider like some of my best work and just a great moment in the podcast. Um, but my funny and answer is getting stuck on like soccer request, like episode 18 where Andy was exhausted from our long alluded to, but never explicitly stated wedding in Blackpool. Um, and <laughs> then we talk about soccer request, which he has not finished, but is still trying to participate in the conversation of like, that's great. And episode 34 where Jeff and I just like talk about Frank's for 20 minutes and how, <laughs> what an extreme disappointment it is. Or yeah, like, uh, a massive conglomeration of wizards. Uh, that episode where Duncan and I talk about how stupid Index is. Like, I am a finisher. You all know. So I end up getting stuck with just unwatchable shit that I have to, like, devote uh, <laughs> five or six episodes of my irreplaceable life to finishing. And it's fun <laughs> when I have company. Like, Frank's would be fucking miserable if it was just me watching it. <laughs> but hearing, like, <laughs> Jeff's, like, incredibly clever attempts to like make this this like shuddering shivering train wreck into like a clever commentary on anything 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 at all is like i those are some of the best moments of the podcast for me yeah i i i i think it, it's always hilarious because i never finish any anime that i don't that i watch you know it's a good show that i'm invested in if i finish that series did you finish rent a girlfriend um, after getting me to start watching it yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, so you do want, you do finish some terrible anime, unless you're yeah, arguing yeah, that yeah, your girlfriend's yeah. not terrible, which I we'd have to have words. Liked a few characters. <laughs> well, lucky for you, there's a second fucking season coming up. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. second, second fucking season of uh, um, Nagatoro-san as well. Yeah, yeah. but actually, like, I actually like Nagatoro-san a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah, I like Nagatoro. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. The- <laughs> On the on the opposite end of of it, things which will never get a second season. Like probably my most memorable thing is is going to be the Flowers of Evil episode and Ben and Andy just going going at each other, knives in hand. And I'm very a non confrontational person, so that was a very difficult episode for me. <laughs> I still maintain it's bad. No, it's great. Made, it's one of the greatest anime ever I, made. <laughs> I showed it to my girlfriend who doesn't watch anime, and she loved it. It's probably her favorite anime. I, actually, probably Dragon Maid is now her favorite anime, but... Dragon Maid? Yeah. Uh-oh. Th- that, Whoa, I mean, I taught, okay. her, I, I taught her the word fans. <laughs> Speaking of, like, normies don't get stuff, but, like, she she la- used to laugh every time I would say the fan service because she thought it was just such a, a ludicrous euphemism that, like, no one could take seriously. But now she says it because, like, it's the only way you can refer to, like, what's going on in Dragon Maid that isn't all the good stuff, so... Yeah, <laughs> season two I've stopped watching. Like, oh, it's too bad. It's so watching. good. I, oh, the fan service is intolerable, it's, and then I keep it's going. It's the like, same as the first season. <laughs> yeah, but that's what everybody says. But I don't know whether it is. Like, there's a lot less tits in the first season. Oh yes, they, they the introduce a new busty character, but there are oh. there is stuff that you do not remember, like the Twister game. Yeah, that's oh, that, that's up there with uh, the fucking yeah, toothbrush yeah. scene in Monogatari as like <laughs> stuff that you watch and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? You're like, I'm a, am I going to get a stuff. fetish from this? I hope not. Yeah, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> There's also stuff in in the second. Uh, just every time they, it's because they bring on the bigger titted characters and don't focus on the characters who are actually fun. 
Like Kana, but then when they bring in Kana, they bring in that other girl who's like in love with her. You should watch the episode where she takes a field trip to New York. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's it's, it's everything you want. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll wait until that episode. Come on. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have uh, we we shouldn't be doing too much end of season stuff. That's for next episode. Yeah. But I will say that <laughs> I will always laugh at Alulu realizing that like she keeps forgetting that like guys like boobs because she's a dragon and they represent like the size of their like physical like fire breathing chest in dragon form and yeah and she and she's like oh that's right he likes boobs and he's like these and yes it's it's dumb pandering but like welcome to anime bitch so i, I, <laughs> I my favorite joke that illulu's done was when she couldn't do hands and then she zooms into her like weird <laughs> circle things and then lots of tiny hands that's a good joke but that's the best joke she's done the whole season so far yeah i mean she um, lives in the closet and wears a t-shirt for a dress so she's pretty she's a pretty one note character yeah Second best closet dweller after Rukia from Bleach. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about the rest of y'all? Does anyone have any, like, any favorite moments? Do you have any, like, how have you grown with anime? I guess I, I should say that I've grown because I think my tastes have, like, expanded quite a bit. Um, it's not, it's funny to hear Andy say that I, like, tricked him into Mecha because I used to think of myself as a non, <laughs> a non-Mecha watcher with Evangelion being the sole exception. And <laughs> then I watched... Uh, and then I watched Turne Gundam, and then I watched Escaflone, and now I'm just like, it's no longer a disqualification for there to be a giant robot in it. I might even watch, like, Rasophon someday, although I kind of hate Rasophon for being, like, store-brand Evangelion. I know Duncan's <laughs> got a more passionate defense than that, but he, maybe he won't make it. Uh, <laughs> don't watch, Still don't watch Shonen, though. Still hate Shonen, but... Uh, I get tricked there. Uh, too oh, sometimes. Jeff! Jeff hasn't yet yet brought you over to the the that, backy that's side. That's not true. You watch a lot of Shonen. You're still- I don't. I don't <laughs> watch Shonen battlers. Not Shonen. Uh, shonen romance are fine. Right. <laughs> that's true, Andy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very. I'm like. Uh, I say this unironically that I'm very particular about the Shonen battlers that I watch these days. Like I have not. <laughs> I have not enjoyed ones before or since uh, Jujutsu Kaisen in like years, and that one is like a cut above. Okay. Baki doesn't count. Baki is special. I don't always watch Shonen Battlers, but when I do, I prefer Baki the Grappler or JoJo's or on uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> it's North Star. Okay, here's a okay, here's a here's a big anime confession. You're my darkest secret. Oh I don't think I've ever actually finished a whole season of the new JoJo's since Battle Tendency. They're too fucking long. There's too many bad episodes of JoJo. I there are like please, please like, direct there, all hate there, mail to they're like I think they're like the Don't good episodes. I'm glad you died in episode 189. Damn it! Should like, I taking a drink when you said that? The, <laughs> the good episodes of JoJo's are like the toppest of shelf of Shonen Battlers, but there is so much JoJo's that I I cannot keep up and I cannot like catch up after that. I wish there was like, and I and I, I think I've probably brought up movies? every single fucking time I've talked about JoJo's, but the like like the, the sixth episode OVA of like the second half of Stardust Crusaders that came out in like the early nineties, that is like the perfect format for JoJo's because it's just like here are six highlights of this, you know, the second half of this arc, and it was perfect. And like you hardly lost anything, you know, good in that arc. Like you got like, you know, one nice quick episode of the fucking gambler guy, Darby the Gambler, and that's still my favorite part of jojo's 
like it's fun to talk about how dumb and silly it is like this is also definitely something that i like had brought in with me before i really started watching anime critically or like you know just memeing on jojo's was just like a, a fun internet pastime in general but like I've never finished the entirety of Stardust Crusaders. I've never finished the entirety of even part four, which is like, I will say the best one. Like I still haven't watched all of it. <laughs> so I can, so if I watch part four, then I can have watched more Jojo's bizarre adventure than, than Jeff has. Interesting. Yeah. And you will have also watched the best it has to offer. <laughs> Maybe someday. Part four, part four is the best, even though part five is my favorite, but you know, you got more, you got more Jojo to watch and consume. I think part six is also widely regarded as the worst. <laughs> yes, yes. Although part of me wonders whether it's just because it's a female JoJo and Twitter hates women. Mm. I wonder if like I actually didn't hate part six, but I do think it ended in a very. I mean, they all end in weird ways. It gets to a point where Araki sort of writes himself into a bit of a uh, a sticky situation because he can't quite work out how to kill the final like mega boss that he's made for himself. And then he's like. Uh, I'm gonna have to find of a intelligent way to kill this character, <laughs> and then they really kind of don't. Um, but that's just, that's a shame. That's a shame because apart from part three, part four, and part five's endings are wonderful. I loved part five's ending. It's interesting. Jeff says he 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 liked that that old OVA quite a lot because I think my favorite JoJo's is Thus Spoke Kashibi Rohan. Just like that couple of episodes of very tight stories and uh excellent yeah. character art is was just perfect amount of jojo for me i mean i'm not surprised that jeff likes the 1994 uh OVA <laughs> yeah. because uh it's directed by the golden boy guy and written by satoshi Kon. so yep it's got a good pedigree for <laughs> for uh some a random ova in the 90s this guy is the, it's the golden age of spending way too much money to promote the back half of a manga. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was clever, right? The first half is so wildly different from the second half, and the second half does feel like... <laughs> well, you got to read the first half, and then that's bam. They're in the bucket. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think that's maybe one, just to go back to the one of the other questions, like what else has changed over these past 100 episodes? I think the ability of an anime to catapult its attached manga to absolutely insane global sales has just been completely broken by things like um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and also to a degree, uh, well, not to a degree, um, Demon Slayer has just done amazing sales since it, it's... And I, like, I, I'm told, like, just off... Of having like that trailer which went viral on uh, Twitter for good and bad reasons, uh, Chainsaw Man saw it like a huge boost to its its sales. As much as we we want anime to be a medium about um, telling stories and showing wonderful th things, which you couldn't do with live action, as a promotional vehicle, it's never been more powerful. <laughs> Especially in the pandemic era, where you mm. can. You know, it's harder to get people together in the same room. But... No, no, that's that's hundred percent true. Um, just if you look at Netflix, they've suddenly got a load of animated shows, yeah. and that's not for no reason. It's because just <laughs> you can get a voice actor to record a couple of lines at home, and bang, you got you got yeah. your show going. Yeah. My favorite moment of the podcast. Um, I guess my favorite moment would be when somehow I managed to convince Duncan into watching Kabodo Friends. 
I would also some convincing some of you other guys to watch other trash that I like, like Rent a Girlfriend. Um, I don't really have a specific standout moment, but I have always enjoyed. I personally enjoyed our deep dives into like a specific series when we were doing that back in the day. Um, I'm glad that we sort of stopped because uh, <laughs> I I don't know how many more series we could have had a really deep discussion on, and like our tween section more. Um, but yeah, like I've I've enjoyed them the most. I, I would have never have watched a lot of those shows, like Another or uh, Serial Experiments Lane, or you know any of that other stuff. <laughs> to speak of of someone who's not here, and Another is a show I don't think I would have watched if it hadn't been for John. John hasn't been able to come on many episodes recently, which is a shame because I, I do miss him. And I, I part of it, why I miss him is, is John has extremely polarised views on things. John does not have <laughs> middling opinions on things. John either mm. loves something or John hates something. And the great thing about both those is they really can, can get a conversation going. Uh, yeah. Lukewarm opinions? No. Ooh. Going to ooh, ooh, plant a flag on top of that hill for this anime you'll die for. That that's that, that's something which uh, uh, I I miss. Like him just going to town and leading the cheerleading for a, sh- a show completely unrepentantly. Yeah, he's a real Rorschach test of uh, anime. He either loves <laughs> it or hates it. Any closing remarks, or should we move to my game? I want to move oh, to your geez. game, babe. I think I think it's about time. We got you all anxiety ridden. <laughs> oh, that happens on its own, but thank you. <laughs> this is what everyone's been secretly waiting for. Yeah, for the past four years, I've made jokes about doing quizzes, about telling apart different anime with very similar names. One of my favorite ones is is Bakuman, Bakuan, or Bakaraman. Those are all real anime. Look them up. Um, but I have made a quiz where I'm going to quiz you on the episode plots and character descriptions of Love Lab, Love Live, and Data Live. Um, I think first person to two to two points is going to be the winner. So it's it's wow. sudden it's sudden. <laughs> You're not setting us a high bar here. Well, the thing so unlike Andy's games, which are actually funny, um, my games are more about. Uh, <laughs> making an extremely dry point about how similar anime tropes can flatten the distinctions between different genres. Because let's be clear, Love Lab is a comedy about a bunch of girls trying to figure out like how to date a boy and how to be, how to be like an attractive partner and how to like run with toast in their mouth. Love Live is an idol show. You've heard it a million times on this podcast and date alive. I think like this protagonist who's like fighting and dating spirits in like a kind of shonen-y milieu. So like they're very different anime, but writing up these questions, they all sound the fucking same. So <laughs> like, I, I would rather someone win than no one win is my is my upshot here. I think we should just do all your questions. Okay. And then, uh, because I mean, you, you spent time on it and then we should just see who wins the most. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll open up a, a notepad to, to uh, uh, keep score. <laughs> I can't remember if you, 
uh, Love Live is something I actually have watched some of, partly because of of Andy's <laughs> constant uh, uh, go, going about uh, idol shows. So yeah, I would say that <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of like a a, a, a chain of c- things. Andy makes me watch uh, uh, idol things. I make uh, Ben watch uh, Review Starlight, and I don't know what Ben's going to make uh, Jeff watch. Yeah. So. <laughs> I made Jeff watch plenty. <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't Rock don't don't you worry i got jeff covered <laughs> girls uh, and panzer <laughs> I, I was, my, turn a gundam my anime <laughs> i think my anime digest has really not changed that much apart from the occasional outliers i still just like watching cute girls doing cute things and then occasionally occasionally i watch something serious or meaningful and being like oh this is why i like anime <laughs> All right, are y'all ready? Yes. Remember, ready. this is Love Lab, Love Live, or Data Live. Okay, okay. So let's start out. Um, this girl, often described as doll-like, is intelligent and known for being calm and composed, but she hides pain over parents' deaths when she was little. This is from Love Lab, Love Live, or Data Live. Oh, no. <laughs> love Lab. <sighs> that's, my, that's my vote. I'm voting Everyone, love everyone lab. vote. Everyone vote. Right. Okay, I'm going to say Data Live. I'm going to say it's Nozoki from Love Live. Jeff's the only one who's got it right. It's Origami Tobiichi from Data Live. <laughs> I looked at a key visual from this thing, and I was like, okay, this looks like it's got some, like, some bullshit, like, edgelordiness to it, so it's probably that. <laughs> okay, in this episode, one of the girls is discovered to be working part-time at a maid cafe to build her confidence. Oh, this is Love Live. Love Live. I, I think this is... Uh, is yeah. this not Nozaki from Love Live? I'm doing episodes and characters, so I'm alternating episode and a character. Yeah, this yeah, is an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other two? Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've seen Love Lab and that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to agree with the others and say that it is Love Live. And same for Duncan? Maybe it did happen. Yeah, I said that. Oh, Love shit. Life. Maybe because they did school festival bullshit. Oh, <laughs> no, I have no idea. It's definitely Love Live. You're right. You're right. Can I guess, it's it... episode nine, Wonder Zone of Love Live. Nozaki, it is Nozaki. No, not Nozaki. I don't know what uh, it is, Nico. Andy. I haven't seen Love Live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this girl is wealthy, yet has a childish and gullible personality. Her brother's behavior sometimes upsets her. <sighs> Are you sure that's only one show? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go. Love Lab. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Given given the algorithm, I'm gonna go Love Lab because I, I was gonna say Love Lab again. There is a rich girl. I randomized these, so there's no there's no pattern. Sorry. Oh, shit. I'm still gonna go love live. Uh, love lab. Still gonna go love lab. Don't get it mixed up, Andy. I, re- I remember in love lab there was a dad who hit who the like. But uh, the fucking the trick is is that the naive girl <clears throat> she hated his antics. So I don't think it was love lab. I mean, it, it can't I be love think... life because the joke of love life is that there are no males in love life apart from yeah. dad in <laughs> Chica's dad in season one. Um, you all shouldn't be cooperating. This is a competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. I'm, 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 Andy I'm, I'm, should be putting out bad information, <laughs> jamming people. I'm going to say data life. Uh, it is love lab. Yes. <laughs> Damn it! Yuiko Inamoto. I think I'm on two now. <laughs> Actually, everyone's tied for two at this point. Uh, oh, getting nervous. Okay. Uh, in this episode, two of the girls compete to see if they can turn guys on with their swimsuits. 
Oh, that's Love Lab. I mean, that's got to be Love Lab. I can't. How, yeah, that, that seems like it could not be anything but Love Lab. Jeff? Because that's certainly yeah. not. not... I'm, I mean, I'm doubting myself now. I, I'm going <laughs> to say, uh, yeah, that, that would not happen in Love Live. Again, because Andy said there are no males. Um, so Love Lab. <laughs> let's, let's just go with Love Lab. I'm, I'm just going to go with it. the flow. Think, thinking about it, though, like Data Live originates as a visual novel. That would make sense. Oh, it's Andy mm. yeah. for some horniness to appear because Data Live is the only outlier because none of us have watched it. Well, <laughs> also, I read a lot of plot summaries for Data Live, and it sounds fucking terrible. I'm never going to watch it. Oh, it's, it sounds so so exploitative and boring. My God, I'm still going. I'm go sticking with, with Love Live. I'm, Love Lab. I'm, I'm, I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm going Data Live. I'm going Data Live. Oh God, I'm going to stick with Love Lab. Or I'm going to say, yeah, Love Lab. And he got it right. Data Live, episode Damn 11. Countdown. <laughs> Overthinking this. God damn it. <laughs> Andy's inside knowledge of the, of the, uh, the fan service uh, uh, of, ga of games. I do think that the flaw is that that, that and this is like the closest to Andy's wheelhouse for all three anime. I could imagine Andy watching Data Live, honestly. I might, no offense. I, I did say it was no. just fucking terrible and I would never watch it. I but... might now. I'll let you know next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this girl is gentle and shy, often expressing herself through a puppet, even though people don't like that puppet. Yeah, that's love life. So is there two girls that, like, are bad at expressing themselves and so they use some other medium? Because there's also the girl with the weird digital face, right? Yeah, I don't think that's love life. I think that's data life. I, I can't think no, of it. I'm, I'm going with love. I think that's data life. <laughs> I can't... Who is it in love life? Then? Why are you I, cooperating? No, I think... <laughs> Boo. I... More cutthroat. <laughs> Like, Who's not here to make friends? It's, it's not Love Live, unless it's in the new season. But it's not Love Live. And again, th there's stuff like that in Love Lab. I'm going to say Love Lab. Duncan? I'm sticking with Love Live. I think it was there was like an annoying girl who had who was like the... Uh, <laughs> definitely Love Live. I, I remember the girl. Well, Date was, Alive. I think she was a... Yoshino yeah. Himikawa from Date Alive. I told you, there's no annoying girl in that life. So... <laughs> uh, in this episode, two of the girls bluff their way onto a radio broadcast under the guise of practicing English. Love Lab. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, so <laughs> I've, I've broken uh, Duncan's I should, spirit I should, so thoroughly. <laughs> I, 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 I'm now wondering, is this only one season of something or is this, is this all the first season? It's the first. This... It's the first season for everyone. It would be too much work okay. for me to, to do like all the entire <laughs> That's franchise. Fair. That's very fair. <laughs> I'm gonna go Data Live again. Again, there is stuff in Love Lab where that almost that exact thing happens, and I've watched it like six months ago. I never thought about it again, and now it's just like oh, <laughs> dredging it up, brushing I, off the cobwebs. Yeah, as much as I love, God as damn much it. as I love Love Lab, I I only watched it once and was like, that was incredible. Never gotta watch it. I can't. Jeff, what's your see final answer? Happening. I'm gonna say Data Live. I'm gonna say Love Live. Love Live. Uh, Duncan got it right. It's episode five. This is Fuji Girls Love Station. <sighs> God damn it! <laughs> that was Love Lab. <laughs> I keep talking myself out. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have two more questions. That was Love Lab. Yeah. Love Lab. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's two more questions. Uh, Andy has four points. Duncan has three points. Jeff has two points. <laughs> Uh, Man, I'm real bad at this. Fucking best. <laughs> too thoughtful, too thoughtful, Jeff. You're, you keep talking yourself out. Yeah, I'm too um, thoughtful and a fake anime for him. Uh, so, though cheerful and athletic, this girl loses motivation oh, easily and struggles with looking and being called cute. 
Again, this could be any goddamn yeah. show. <laughs> that's the point. This is, this is why I say it's like not it's like not laugh out loud humor. It's just like these tropes are so elemental that I can I'm describing not only three different shows, but shows in three different complete genres. I'm gonna go love lab for that. Love lab. Yeah, I'm gonna go love lab. Yeah. Love live. Uh, and Duncan ties with Andy. Oh, Rin no! Hoshizora from oh. Love Live. It's her whole character arc, Andy. God, I Rin? forgot about her. I forgot about Rin Chan. <laughs> Fuck. I'm a, I'm a failure of a Rin fan. Okay, last one. This will decide it. Andy and Duncan. Mm-hmm. And Jeff. Jeff could at least try to catch up. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, two of the girls decide to go on diets after being weighed, but are soon discovered to be sneaking off to eat. Oh, that's Love Life. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a Love Life thing. I know the episode. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know that, like, that episode's a great episode. See, here's, here's the thing. Like, I, part of me goes, do I want to draw with that? Andy said, oh, that's Love Live several times, I will point out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I just say Love Live, that's a guaranteed draw, but there's no glory in drawing. And like, I could just, just even though I think that. it is Love says, Live. Says I, a nation of soccer fans. <laughs> I just watched my team beat another team 5-0. So I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> I don't know. Is there gonna is will there be a tiebreaker if 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 uh, if, this, can, if we're drawn after this? If we pause the podcast recording a little bit, so I can I can yeah, make yeah, one yeah, up yeah. on the spot. Oh, oh, Ben, I'm invested. We're pausing the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad my, I'm glad ben, my game worked out. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a bad game. So no, not at all. It's definitely the thing is I ben. know it's Love Life because I know the exact episode and it's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Tie it, Duncan. We can do a lightning round. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, tie it. Love Live. <laughs> uh, it is Love Live, episode 20. Oh, uh, yeah, three points. Woo. Such a good episode. We have to do something, is what it's called. Okay. Um, that was the first one to two points, I just want to point out. Yeah, that, <laughs> Jeff would have won it by the old rules. That, that, that is when Hayate is addicted to rice. Like, she loves rice, and then it turns out she can't stop eating because she goes to a special store because they've got new premium rice out, and it's so delicious she can't stop eating it. And it just happens that when she goes on her run around Akihabara, like, it's just there. So she stops for, like, 20 minutes to have rice and then keeps on going. It's a great episode. Good Love Live episode. Shouldn't know this. This is all just... <laughs> all just filler. To be fair, to be fair Andy, there were eight questions and you got five of them right. It's like, not you distinguished yourself. <laughs> I wouldn't be beating yourself up about this. All right, face-off between... Uh, let's see. Face-off between... Andy and Duncan. Okay. Um, I am going to name. We're going to do a lightning round. Okay. Um, since Love Live is clearly the the strength of Andy, I'm going to do a, a, a face off. I'm going to name an episode. And you have to tell me whether it's uh, Data Live or Love Lab, and I'll do four total. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, Hot Springs of Love, go. Love Lab. Day Alive. Andy's right, it's Day Alive. (laughs) I guess that does sound like a scenario out of a game, yeah. Um, Holding That Hand. Love Lab. Love Lab. Correct, it's a Love Lab episode. To the Wild One. Day Alive. Love Lab. And Duncan tied it. Oh, no! Oh, this is the clincher. Final then. one. Final one. <laughs> Unhappy rain. I'm going to go with Data Live again. Oh. I don't know. This, this, this one seems to demand like a show actually giving a damn about its characters. <laughs> 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 
I will say both of there are sad episode titles of both of these. Ah, uh, well, that, that, that's that's made it more difficult. Uh, what the hell? Let's just say. I should have done an odd Jeff's number. Not giving, no, I'm, just, I'm looking at that. Jeff to see if he's giving a tell. So I'm going to... He, 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 he's, I'm he's, completely he's, disengaged. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say love lab. And Andy said... I said data life. Andy wins. Yes! I'm not prepared in the slightest, but also I fucking won. <laughs> Competitive about your love of, of cute girls doing cute things. Yeah. And my love of Data Live, my new favorite anime that I didn't know existed. <laughs> well, there are four fucking seasons to strap in, buddy. It's too much. It's, there's so much. There's some anime like Data Live and that a world only God knows. But you're just like this is yeah. gone so many. Th- those seasons. two are very similar from what I read. From what I read the things up, it's literally just like the metaphysics of the magical girls are the only real difference between the two anime yeah and, and i'm like they're both massive and popular and you're just like i've not i've not watched or given any fucks <laughs> about these yeah oh okay well with andy as the contentious but proclaimed victor <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up this hundredth episode spectacular yes remember <laughs> Rate and and subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. Email us questions, keyframespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at keyframespod. Find us on Facebook, keyframespodcast. And most of all, tell a friend. But I would say not just any friend, uh, Ben. I would say um, tell the friend who can't count up to 100 and said that 121 is the 100th episode of the show, as opposed to 126, but yes. 126. <laughs> thanks for this podcast, everybody, and uh, thanks blast. to anyone who's listening to it. It's, it's a weird-ass thing that I've done for the past six Five, years of yeah. my life. And I hope we do it for another six. Uh, your friendship has all been invaluable to me. Mm-hmm. We'll always have. Hopefully I'll survive for the next 100 episodes. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Jack. You got to prove Andy wrong. You got to get revenge for him. Uh, <laughs> for him spanking you and a cute girl off. Spanking all of us, honestly. I would not have got done as well as Andy did. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.